Interesting year. Interesting year. Hell yeah. Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of In Tune. I got another special guest, as always. Uh, this one has been long awaited. Been waiting for this guy to come to the crib. And finally, I coerced him. Or probably, shit, that don't even sound right. Either way, he's here. Uh, he... Shit, y'all, y'all know I'm terrible with these damn uh, accolades. <laughs> we got the owner of OMC, Sean Adams. How you doing? What's good, man? Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. What it does. What's good? Shit, man, I can't call it. Uh, just just uh, living in this 2021. Yeah, more, man. More, more BS, lies, and half truths. Stealing, cheating, all, all sorts of craziness. Just it's <laughs> things just running amok. Uh, but uh, other than that, we can get we can get into some inspiration. Okay. Uh. That, that that I know that you could provide to the world. Alright. Uh and we could just jump right into it. So um uh you don't have to get too specific, but about where are you from? Oh, I'm from here. From uh from Syracuse. Cool, cool, cool. That seems to be uh you know the thing. Even though I mean obviously this podcast is based in Syracuse. Yeah. Um uh, what what high school did you go to? So I went to uh to Nottingham, Nottingham mm-hmm. High School. Mm-hmm. When did you graduate? Two thousand and ten, eleven years ago. Wow! Shit seemed like yesterday. Shit, I went ten there. years ago, and I was in school. Oh, more 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 eleven years ago. Yeah, I was I was eleven years ago. You was eleven, so I was twelve years ago. That's wild. It's fuck. Shit. Uh, you went to what? 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 Where did you uh, go after? Uh, not him, or did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after I graduated, I wanted to go for communications and like uh, and broadcasting. Because originally, I wanted to be like a sportscaster on like ESPN, mm. but feel me, I looked into it. It wasn't too many jobs and shit like that because you have all the athletes that, you know, when they play sports, they go on to be, you know, the main people on ESPN that we see now. Yeah, so. that's, that's an, I think that's not fairly new, but... It's 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 more of a thing nowadays where yeah. people look forward to careers mm-hmm. at ESPN or uh, and such, or if they if they don't get into coaching, they yeah. get into stuff like that after being in the uh, in the pros. Because I had uh, a cousin, he went to uh, to Florida A and M, and he wanted he wanted he wanted he wanted to do the same thing, and 
he's like five years older than me. So he was just telling me, he was like, yeah, like they don't really have a lot of jobs in that field right now. So mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, like me just thinking how I'm thinking. I'm like, now I got to figure out what else I want to do. So then I start thinking about radio. So I went to a college called Monroe in Rochester. Mm-hmm. So end up getting kicked out of there because I took a trip down to Florida. And kicked out of Monroe? Yeah. Oh. Took a trip down to Florida. Only supposed to be there for like a week. Ended up staying there for like a month and a half. Had to get a job at Wendy's in order to get back. And came back. They was like, yeah, you got to get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> you, you haven't been in any class. I said, God damn it. And then after I went to TC3, studied communications again. But this time I went for radio. And I was real good at radio from like the classes I was taking and stuff. But my mindset back then, I just wanted to do the radio side of just everything. And I didn't want to take other classes. So I would just show up to my radio classes and then just skip like math and English and all of that. Because I just didn't want to do it because it just wasn't interesting to me. Yeah, that that ain't. When when you're going the college route versus doing like an internship, that, yeah. that's definitely not the route. You gotta yeah. show up for the classes. I actually took uh, communications when I was at OCC, and I did like the uh, the the TV side of it, like TV, film, and stuff. And I I really liked it. And uh, this board definitely reminds me of like those days, Dead like at, yo. sort of, but. Also, like, um, I plan on, you know, in the future, when more funds come, I plan on getting this uh, this switcher. Mm-hmm. It's got all, like, the buttons where you can, like, switch the camera angles. Or when I get some cameras and stuff That's going. That's fire. Yo, it's going to be a, a dope setup. That's fire as hell. This is just, like, you want, like the initial piece to at least get, like, the audio stuff going. Yeah. But when I got, like, more cameras and stuff. You know, I, I really like that class, but it was just... Uh, It was it was getting beyond me, but I mean, some some good things kind came out of going there, like certain people and then certain mm-hmm. pathways, decisions, and stuff like that. But yeah, back to you. So, yeah, I went for radio. So I didn't like it, so I left and came back to uh to Syracuse, and you know I started working again, and working for a couple of years, and I went to OCC, mm-hmm. and. You know, I tried to get into like the uh, the culinary side of things while I was there, but you know, same thing. I didn't want to go to my other classes. Like I got the same mindset once I got there, and it was just like I just want to cook. That's that's all I want to do is cook. Yeah. And you know, when I was in high school, they really didn't. I don't know if they they didn't tell everybody about it, but I maybe I just wasn't listening about like you know, like trade schools and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know about any of the stuff. And I'm like, well, now I just don't want to be in college at all. Yeah. So I just got out of OCC, too. And that was the last school I went to. And then after that, you know, I was working. You know, you got the pressure from, like, your parents and stuff like that. Like, oh, you need to get a real job. You can get benefits and stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't know if that's what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, me being me and needing money, I had to do it, and that's how I was getting, you know, money and stuff for things that I needed. So working jobs that I didn't want to work, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and getting out at, like, 
three o'clock in the afternoon in the wintertime when the sun ain't out for that long. And it's like, damn, I go to work when it's dark. And I get out of work when it's dark. Mm. Like, she was depressing as hell. Mad depressing. I I know what that's like because for a period of time I had to I had you know like five o'clock mornings yeah and getting off like around seven sometimes maybe eight maybe even later depending on what what the date called for but um that yeah sucks, that's yeah. yeah giving giving yourself to to somebody else's cause when it doesn't improve yourself, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, our journey now. Yeah. A lot of people's journeys when, you know, they're finding like, okay, what can serve me but also serve others in the way that I want to be of service to others? I mean, with with those who have that mindset. Yeah. I'm, I want to be of service to others but in a way that I want to serve yeah so then like from like you know like working the jobs and all of that shit i had actually found a job that i like you know i really liked so i was working at delta sonic because i had a lot of friends that worked at delta sonic and you know it was cool i worked there for like a year and then it was another job that like four people from job at delta sonic because we was like the head kind of cleaners at delta sonic like we're doing like the detail shop, so we was like doing deep cleanings and stuff on cars. But like four people that I work with, they went over and worked at Z-Bart. Okay. They was like, yeah, like, you know, you want to come over here, we make more money. So I'm like, shit, we making more money. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. So I went there, and I worked there for like maybe like two, three months and got fired for something stupid. Mm. Somebody had a basketball in their car, and I was dribbling the basketball, and the dude came, the, the, the owner he seen, he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, we can't have you working here no more. So it was like a period that I didn't work for like six months. And then like in that period, I got like depressed, like crazy. I got, I started getting anxiety. I got depression. And I was like, damn, I'm like, yo, like I'm damn near ready to like check out because I'm like, I've never been in a situation like this before. And I'm like, it was just. I came to a realization after a while, like, I need to get the fuck up. Because I had a car. I ain't got no money to put no damn gas in the car, so I can't go nowhere. Mm. I don't got no damn money. And I'm like, the hell am I going to do? So I started applying to these jobs. Then I started working at SkyZone when SkyZone, before SkyZone uh, had officially opened up. And I was working there for When like, was this? I think like 2017. Oh, 2016 or like 2017, yeah. So I was working there, and then um, I think I was there for maybe like six months or something like that. I became a manager there too. Oh damn! That shit was crazy. That shit was that shit was that was probably one of the funnest jobs I ever had in my damn life. But they start switching so much stuff up, it just got crazy boring after a while. And after I worked at Sky Zone, that's when I got a job at um. Possibilities. Okay. Started working at Possibilities. And then that's when I really got into like the culinary like side of things like again. 
because when I started working there, I became one of like the top chefs that they, you know, had like in the back. Like I was doing like food prep and stuff, but they were bringing me in for like the new menu yeah. and like asking me my opinions on stuff. And I was sitting down and doing tastings with like the head chef of the restaurant. Shout out Jess doing tastings with her. And it was like it was exciting as fuck because I, I've never been in a situation like that before. Uh, does Jess still work there? She don't work there no more. Yo, I, think I, th- she, I think she stopped working there like last year. I yeah. wonder if the Jess I used to work with is the same Jess you used to work Probably. with. Probably. She's a, if it's the same Jess I know, she's a dope cook. Dope ass cook. She's dope as fuck. She don't, like, she don't work there no more, like, but I think she like, she do like, stay at home stuff now but like she posts on her like her Instagram and stuff all the time like, she's like younger she probably like mid 30s probably yeah like mid 30s she probably like 34 35 maybe yeah she dope as hell she's mad dope I got cool with the uh, the owner of Possibilities and the owner's daughter and yeah, like, we was getting up and going out partying and stuff. Like, it was a good-ass time. So then from Possibilities, oh, actually, I work with you, too. We had worked Oh, at, you didn't skip. You didn't skip the uh, thing. You did the... Uh, School? No, nah, the... um. You were driving the people around? Oh, you, yeah, you were, yeah, you, you were yeah. Doing I, worked the, at, the I worked at Access. Access CMY. Uh, working with people with developmental disabilities. Yeah, I was working there for, like... I think a year or two. You did that. Like you did that during or before? This was before. Yeah, that, that's this. That was that was before possibility. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were the way that you were kind of explaining the time, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, when is he going to say that part? So yeah, I had so many jobs. Yeah. Some of the jobs that I had, I don't even want to say because them shit sucked. Sure, I had mad job. Probably jo- jobs that people probably don't even know that exist in Syracuse. Shit. Yeah. Shoot, even out of outside outside of Syracuse too. But uh, yeah, so you had access and possibilities. Then we worked together mm-hmm. at the stoop. So I was working at possibilities and the stoop at the same time, and you know, kind of didn't like that job at the stoop because the the head chef over there, she was you know she was a bitch and I didn't <laughs> like her. So I said, yeah, fuck this shit. Oh man, I had to cuss her ass out and I left. And then just working at possibilities, and then I remember one day. I got in touch with one of my uh, one of my teachers from middle school, Mr. Haran. So he told me about this job that was hiring called Peaceful Schools. So basically, he was like, yeah. He was like, apply for this because they're looking for somebody right now. And I applied, got the interview, went and did the interview. Um, you know, I, was just, I went in there like myself and he was like, yo, we really like you. And then I got placed at Lincoln to mm. be like a, a support, basically. Like, I'm just in the hallways, you know, going to check on the, like the different classes and stuff. And terrible-ass school. Bad-ass kids. Fights. Three fights. Three damn, three, four fights every motherfucking day. Mm. Disrespectful-ass kids. Fucking, I got spit on while I was there. Little girl saying suck my dick and all of this shit to me. I'm like, yo, like what? 
the fuck is going on? Mm. Shit was crazy. I think a little nigga that was that was going to the school, he was stealing cars. I'm like, wow, nigga, what? What are you doing? That shit was crazy, yo. That shit was crazy as fuck. That shit was crazy as fuck. I'm like, yo, bro, nah. Shit, this ain't Atlanta. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, so I was working there, and then they got rid of me after, like, that school year because they had to downsize because they didn't have enough funding. Uh So I went back to – no, 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 no. I didn't go back to possibilities. I started working at um, – I went back to Access and then left Access, and I started working at Sprint. Mm -hmm. I was working at Sprint for, like, a year. Yeah, you was doing this at, at Sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody I was working with at Sprint, um, I learned mad stuff there. And Sprint is terrible as hell. <laughs> I'll be the first one to say it. Uh, yeah, so if I ever sold you a phone at Sprint, I'm sorry. I should have just told you in advance that that shit sucks. But, yeah. <laughs> so the the whole shit that happened at Sprint, I was supposed to be, I was supposed to become a manager. I was supposed to become a store manager. Out in Cicero. So they moved me from uh, from the mall out to Cicero. So I'm working, you know, my even like my first day I go out to Cicero, it's like a, a Saturday, which is like the busiest days and like, you know, like cell phone business and stuff like that. So mm. mind you, a majority of people that live in Cicero that came to the store were white. And I was the only black dude that was working at the store at the time. Mm. So nobody knew who I was. But the first customer that came up to me they work with me got them this deal got them you know all this stuff got them phone cases uh chargers and all of this stuff even threw in like a a speaker mm. and discounted it for them and that day i literally I, I sold along with everybody else in the store we sold more that day than they had ever sold mm. at that store before and I'm like, well, if I'm going to come over here and, you know, try to be a store manager, I got to show them that, you know, yeah. I'm capable of doing this and have the situation under control. Because at the time, it wasn't, it was no manager working at the store. It, they just had, like, regular employees there. That's so, wild. Flash forward, like, three, like, three and a half months later, you know, I'm, I'm asking uh, my district manager, I'm like, all right, so, like, when is the training going to start for store manager? So, he's like, um, we don't have... We don't have anything set up yet, but I'm going to let you know. So like a week later, he comes in and he tells me, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, you've been doing good, but um, we really don't, we don't have, basically like we don't, we don't want to give you the position as store manager and we looked elsewhere. So they found somebody that was outside of the company and brought him in. Yeah. And he came like the the I think it was like the next day, just to come see the store and like you know introduce himself to us. But what I didn't tell my manager is, after he told me that, I literally called Peaceful Schools. Mm-hmm. So when he brought the manager in, like that day, I want I remember I was on break. Peaceful Schools called me like, "Oh, you want to come back?" I said, "Hell yeah, I'll come back." <laughs> I'm like, they didn't already, you done did this shit to me? Yeah. I said, all right. So, 
the the day before I was uh, supposed to start working at Peaceful Schools, I told my manager, I'm like, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. I'm like, yo, today gonna be my last day. Just letting you know that I'm, I'm not working here no more. Mm. He was like, what you mean? I'm like, yo, for one, you giving the manager position to somebody else. Just you brought me all the way over here in Cicero. Yeah. And now I don't even have the position now. So I'm like, I'm out this shit. I'm like, I start my new job tomorrow. Right. He was like, you wasn't going to give me a two weeks? I don't so know. You wasn't going to give me a two weeks notice before you told that that you're going to bring another store manager over here? Yeah. Like, what? hell no. Nah. So I left. you along. Yeah. It made them some money. Yes. That they never seen. Yes. So I left and I started working at Peace of Schools again. And I went back over and I was working at H.W. Smith. I still work at H.W. Smith right now. But I went over and I was teaching um, health and fitness. And I was teaching, what was it? First grade, first grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. So I was teaching shit damn near every damn grade. Hmm. So had mad fun, stupid fun last year. And then March hit, COVID. So instead of, you know, oh, like, you're going into school, now you have to, and we wasn't even doing virtual teaching at the time. It was like we we, we were re- recording videos. Mm. We was recording videos for the kids at home. We had to record our own videos and then send them in. They had like a, a they had a YouTube channel, and then we use H.W. Uh, Smith, like, their Facebook in order to, like, push our videos out there for the kids and stuff. Mm. So... Flash, fast fast forward to like summertime. It's like August and school stunts starts in like a month. So I remember they told us, um, they was like, yeah, you know, because of COVID, we lost a lot of our funding and they had like three branches inside the company. So two of the branches got kicked and then they just had the team left at HW Smith. Mm-hmm. So they was like, well, since you just got on last year, the people that just got on last year, we're going to lay you guys off. Basically, you're not going to have a job. And we're bringing in people that have been in the company to take your spots. Like, they randomly just had a meeting on a Thursday. Mm. And we thought we were getting, like, some good-ass news. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, school's going to start this day and we're going to be back on this day. But it was like, they just hit us with the news and they were like, and tomorrow you're, you know, you're officially done with the company, basically. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, nah, yo. I was like, hell nah. Like that? Fast. First in, first out. ain't waste no time. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that system. That shit was crazy. So, like three months later, because I was on, I was doing a, uh, getting unemployment. So, like, three months later, they called back. No, two months later, they called back. And it was like, yeah, like we, we got a position, you know, basically opened up for you because somebody left and you were the, the, the most recommended name that everybody wanted to come back. Mm. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> and as soon as I got back, it was like, it was, school was totally different. I didn't know anything about the setup of what, the classroom was going to look like. And uh, I went back my first day. 
And the shit was completely different and it, it sucked a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's getting a lot better now. But you can just tell, like, it's it's not this, it's never going to be the same right. for a while now. So that's where I'm at now. All right. All right. Let's, um, let's talk about a OMC. Like, when, when did it start? Yeah, when was the inception of OMC? So we had OMC. OMC has been around since like, I think maybe like 2016. Yeah, like 2016. So, me and my boys, we was helping one of my friends move and helping him move into this apartment, four, four, uh, four story of, uh, apartment. She didn't got no damn elevator in it. Mm-hmm. So, we lifting this big ass couch up all of these damn stairs. We get all the way to the top. Nigga lived on the fourth floor. Get all the way to the top. I fuck around and slip. Drop the damn couch. This nigga drops the couch. I'm at the top of the stairs. He's on the bottom of the stairs. Drop the couch. The shit land on his foot. The nigga said, "Oh my chicken." Mm. Like who the fuck? Like what are you talking about? So every like we we've been saying it since then, and it was like the the name of our group chat. Still the name of the damn group chat. So I remember we we, we took a trip to uh to New York City that summer. Took a trip to New York City that summer and we went to we went to Kith. And you know, I'm in there, I'm looking at all of the prices and stuff for like the clothes that he had in there. And I'm like, if somebody gonna pay money for that, why don't I just have my own clothes and make money from my own clothes? Yeah. So we driving back and I fall asleep and like I have a dream and I'm like, damn, like this what the shit could be? And I wake up and I'm like, yo, I'm about to start a clothing line. And niggas looking at me like, the fuck are you talking about, yo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm about to start a clothing line. And as soon as we got back, I think I had, I made the first like sample t-shirt in like the first week. Soon as we got back, like it wasn't nothing that was gonna stop that shit. Yeah, I made the first sample shirt, and then I just kept making like more and more shit. And then I, I remember I got invited to my first like pop up, my first pop up shop uh, with uh, and Daria. Got invited to that, and then I think I, I think I did like two more pop up shops, and then I threw my own fashion show. Yeah, so like. Basically, like the 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 type of clothes that I have for OMC, it's like I try to make it like like '90s, but with like a twist of like what I like. Right. So I really fuck with the '90s like a lot. I like the type of like how they dressed like back then. Like I really fuck with like how TLC used to dress back then. Right. Like they was dope as fuck. And just how like just just how the '90s was. Like it was just a dope ass time. Especially like in fashion, because a lot of people was just doing some outrageous shit, and I fuck with all of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I try to put my twist on it, you know, like the way that I like to, you know, to dress and shit like that. Because I'm a big ass fan of like, like oversized like clothing and shit like that. I like I like other oversized clothing like a lot, and that's basically like where my brand is going right like right now, like just a lot of oversized shit. So, 
Um, yeah, I had my first fashion show. The uh, the outcome was crazy as hell. I had Bobby in it uh, for Brecky. I had London, who has Cruddy Sport. And then I had China. I had my friend China in it. And, yeah, the shit, the, the turnout was crazy as hell. Turnout was crazy. It was just something I wasn't expecting at the time. Because I'm like, damn, like, I'm just starting out. Mm. And, you know. Yeah, it's, this thing was. These niggas is crazy. Nah, but you would have thought that, like, that, uh, that that you've been around for for a while with with the way that it was set up the turnout, yeah. Because I I think I don't know. I, I feel like I like I had kind of a, like an epiphany like when I when I started it, like especially like when I had that first show. Like I already had everything in my mind like how I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and I remember we was having rehearsal and I was talking to China and she was like giving me like some insight on like how I should have the. The, the models come down, like, the runway and stuff. And I remember seeing how she had her set up. And I'm like, damn, like, that's dope as hell. I, I never would have thought of that. Mm. So it was, like, it was still a lot of things that I didn't know. And there's still a lot of things that I don't know. It's a lot of things that I still don't know about, like, you know, fashion shows, fashion period. Yeah. So, like, with that first show and, like, the outcome that it had, I was just like, I want to do more now. I want to do a lot more now. Yeah. So I remember... I think it was like a year or two years after that, I came out with like a new collection and it was just like, it was like some real like 90s type shit that I was making. And I remember I had the idea, I'm like, yo, it's summertime. And I'm like, I've never seen, you know, somebody have like a, like a walkthrough. And I remember the person who I was dating at the time I went to to New York City because she was modeling. I went to New York City and the the company that she was modeling for, I guess they booked her with, it was some line that they booked her for. And like, they was all like standing at the park. They was just standing at the park. They all, they had like a different color, a different color of the rainbow on. It went from like, like it went from, from black all the way to like pink and everybody had a different color on. Different solid color. So I remember they were just standing there. And then people just came and were like taking pictures and stuff. And then they just started walking in like a line. Like through New York City. And everybody was following them. Like the shit was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. So I looked at it. I'm like, I want to do the same shit. Yeah. So... I made the clothes, went down to, uh, was in downtown Syracuse, hit up some of my people and had some people come out and model, had some uh, photographers come out and the shit was, I mean, it wasn't like the one in New York City was, but yeah. I mean, just the fact that I attempted it, yeah, it was good. It, it was good enough to me because I mean, I attempted to do it. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's one thing to have the thought and it's another thing to actually do the shit. Yeah. So, that shit was dope as fuck. That shit was mad fucking dope. Yo, one thing I want to um, add into that, um, I've I've been fortunate enough to 
witness you be like, yo, I'm about to do this. From and then from like from the moment that you say, yo, I'm about to do this to the end of the event is such a short amount of time that I don't think people like really realize that like like you really get the like when you when you say you about to get some shit done, like it the turnaround time from idea to completion is is it's wild. Yeah. And that 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 that's really been inspiring for me. Shit, thank you. Even from like the the, the first fashion show, I remember like we set this shit up in like literally like two and a half weeks. I remember I was like I think I was talking to you, I was like, yo, I wanna have a fashion show. And I was like, fuck it, I'm about to have a fucking fashion show, yo. Yeah, yo. And I man. went and found a fucking location and I hit I hit London up, I hit Bobby up, and I hit uh China up. And I was like, yo, y'all wanna be in a fashion show? And they was like, yo, hell yeah. And then I got mad cool with them and shit. And then I was just like, all right, we gotta find a venue. Found a motherfucking venue. I'm like, well, we gotta get some models. This shit was like day after, like it was like a day at a time, like literally like a day at a time. We found a venue, then we found some models, then we had rehearsal for like two days, and then like two days after that was the fa- was the fashion show. And 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 it's been like that every time. Hell yeah! And that's 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 what's been so fire about just like. Witnessing That shit's fire as fuck yo It's Been fire That shit been crazy fire And then like This year I had planned uh, Well last year I had the You know The thought to have A black fashion week You know Just because I've never I've never heard about somebody Just having like An all black fashion week Where you just have All black designers in it And I feel like a lot of Black designers Really don't get showcased Like that You know I look to To uh, You know like Top designers like you know Kirby Jean, Kirby Jean Raymond, who has Pierre Moss. I remember I was shown, I was shown his fashion show, I was shown his first, his first fashion show and then his second fashion show, and I remember like two weeks later his third fashion show dropped. When the third one dropped, that shit literally changed my mindset on everything that I had to do and how far I was from you know attaining the goal, and I honestly feel like I still don't even have. Like a set goal. Like I just want to just keep going yeah. until I can't fucking go no more. Yeah. But I'm like now, like I'm like yo, I I gotta step up. I gotta step this shit up some more. And uh, that's where the idea came from. For I like, just got an idea just now. I want to produce the soundtrack to your fashion show. Well, motherfucker. Like all original shit. Yeah. I'm damn sure down with that. You know I'm down with that shit. That would be so fun. <sighs> Listen, so for those are who are hearing, I'm I'm going to be having a, a virtual fashion show with like you know some local designers here in Syracuse, and then I'm thinking around like September, like October. Hopefully, if the if the world semi open back up right now in Syracuse, I want to have the Black Fashion Week in Syracuse. And, you know, I don't know if anybody has been to, like, New York Fashion Week. I haven't even been myself. But just how, like, the the setup is, 
like where they have like a different, you know, like location and like different venue, like every night. That's how I want to set it up. I want it to be like, uh, all right, post something on Facebook like the night before, like, oh, tomorrow we having it's going to be a fashion show here. And then Saturday is going to be a fashion show there. And then Sunday is going to be another fashion show there. And then basically the way that I want to do it, I want to have everybody that's in like the uh, the crowd that's watching the fashion show. I want everybody to be like color coordinated. So the night that you go, I'll, it's either going to be like, all right, tonight is going to be like all white. Next night is going to be like all denim. And then third night is going to be like all black on that Sunday because that's going to be like the last day. Right. So basically with everybody that's going to be in the crowd, everybody's going to be dressed the same. So the people that's coming down the runway, their clothes get showcased more because now everybody in the crowd looks all the same. Mm-hmm. And that's going to showcase that designer's clothes a whole lot more because it's just going to stand out in that room and in that crowd. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm still thinking about more and more stuff that we need to do for it. Like, I just want to, I want to have like designer spotlights and, yeah. you know, have them give their, their take on what their brand means to them and like how they came up with it. And then just start to show that way. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm still giving it much thought because it's a lot that I want to go into it. Like, just the aesthetic and everything, how everything's going to look. Like, I want it to be, like, stupid. Like, I want that shit to be dope as hell. So, that's where I'm at, man. I mean, you ain't missed yet. And, yeah, you ain't missed yet. Appreciate that. Shit, and you, you, you got me using my brain every hell yeah every once in a while. So with <laughs> with with that, if, if, if you, for, I mean not to toot my own horn, but if you got me on your team as far as like development or any type of shit, you ain't gonna fail. Cause like I like being a part of a team because I know like you can't lose with me. Not if if I'm giving my all in the shit. That's real shit. That's real shit. Shit, but let's let's go through history for a little bit. Um, what kind of a student were you in high school? Terrible ass dude. <laughs> Fucking terrible. I hate school. Let me not say I hate school. I liked school. I just didn't like going to class. I felt like a lot of things when I was in school just weren't as valuable to me as they were to everybody else. I was just checking the mic. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I was just checking the mic. I I guess it's because I'm a little bit more up on the mic. I'm going to get new mics in the future. but but, um, um. You didn't like going to class, but like, what what aspects of it did you like? Um, I mean, it, it don't have to be like. I mean, I know you ain't gonna say just just some stereotypical shit, but like, yeah, what what? I am gonna say some stereotypical shit. Uh, the girls. In no, the I mean school, like, like just the just I don't know just just the atmosphere of of like just being in high school like. I remember from like being in ele- like elementary school, like you go from elementary school and you know you get an assigned class that you have, mm-hmm. and going from elementary school to going to to middle school. I remember the first day of middle school like it was yesterday. I remember we walked in, 
and we had to go get like our schedule. And then like once you got your schedule, it was like, excuse me. All right, well, go find your go find your class. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this shit is totally different. It was like I was going to college or some shit. I'm like, damn. So now we could just get to get to walk to your damn class. And I remember seeing all the like most of the people that I went to elementary school with and graduated with. Most of us went to Levy Middle School. So now it's like you get you getting people from H. W. Smith. You getting people from Solace, the elementary school that I went to, and you getting other people from like different parts of Syracuse. So it's like now it's like a whole mix of like different people that's in school, and you getting to meet more and more people. And I felt like that was like a coming of age for myself, like going to middle school because like I had never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then from going to middle school to high school, it was like now you in school with, you know. How you going to middle school and you in the seventh grade and you have people that's in the eighth grade. So you have people that's a year older than you. But then yeah. going to high school and being a freshman and now you have people that's like three, four years older than you. Yeah. And it's like just being in that atmosphere and like interacting with older people and like just getting cool with everybody. It was just like, yo, that shit was like, it was a shock to me. I'm like... This shit is crazy. And getting introduced to, like, you know, like, all the sports and stuff that I played in, like, you know, plays and, like, uh, pep rallies and, and shit like that. Like, that shit was fun. That shit was fun as hell. It was just a class thing. Like, I feel like I'm I'm very smart, but I don't know. Like, class for me, it was just, like, a time to play around, I guess. <laughs> I, I when I dare. shouldn't have been, I can do. I I understand that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Quick thing about myself: I've always been serious. When I was in middle school, motherfuckers was calling themselves having girlfriends and stuff. I yeah. was like, "Bro, you don't got a girlfriend? What are you gonna take out to eat to lunch? Like you don't <laughs> see, you don't see her when you leave this motherfucker." Yeah. Like, you hold her hand in the hallway, then you got to let go of her hand when you got to go to your class. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, being in high school, I remember I had to learn them off, like, the hard way. I remember I told a girl, I'm like, yo, like, let's go to the movies. But I'm thinking at the same time, like, <clears throat> I don't have no fucking job. <laughs> what the fuck we going to pay for this shit? shit? I have to sneak your ass into the movies and then steal some popcorn because I ain't got no money to pay for no popcorn. Shit. And then she just deaded me. She was like, damn, you ain't got no money? Uh, hell nah Shit you I know play what, basketball damn. though <laughs> Yo High school in that aspect of life Kind of rough for niggas Yes it's, Yo Yo Alright This is gonna be for another podcast Like <laughs> Talking about high school and shit Um Well a different Yeah a, a different Not a different episode But a different podcast completely But um Going back to the uh what type of student? What type of student were you in college? So I felt like, you know, how I was talking about like going from middle school to going to high school. So it's like now after you graduate from high school, it's like now you get hit with the realization like you, you know, I'm talking to my cousins and I'm talking to people that's already in college. And they was like, yo, like college is fun as hell. Cause it's like you go from being in high school and like living with your parents to now when you go like away to school, 
it's like now you're independent. Mm. Like independent as hell. So like now you have the choice. Like you really have the choice now to do I do I want to get up and go to that class at eight thirty in the morning, or do I want to fucking sleep in because I was drunk as fuck the, the night before? Mm. And it was like the first like two months. I was adjusting to all the freedom that I had because being in Rochester, it's like an hour and a half away from Syracuse. So it's like, I don't have my mom here to, you know, like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta get up. You gotta go to school. It's like, now you have that. You have to push yourself in order to do that shit. Like you have an alarm clock in order to wake yourself up now. And it was like, when I got to college, I was like, damn, I'm like, yo, all this fucking freedom. It's so many fucking girls out here. <laughs> like, my fucking mindset was not on school while I'm in school. Right. And I'm like, damn, I got to go to motherfucking class tomorrow. So, you know, you want to do some shit. Like, you want to go to that kickback or you want to do some shit like that. But it's like, I got to go to class in the morning. So you have to be, you have to put yourself in that, like, that mindset. Like, I can't fuck up. But then you end up fucking up. Yeah. Which is what I did. So when I was in college, like I was going to class, like I was doing good. I was doing good as hell when I was in college. But after a while, I just I came to the realization, like, is this shit really benefiting me? Hmm. Like, what am I actually learning from this? I remember I had a, a fucking like my English class. I had a professor. She was like all earthy and, and hippie and shit. And, you know, she had us writing about like trees and you know, nature and shit like that. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this doing? This not doing nothing for me. Mm. This is not, I don't want to do this shit. And I just stopped going. And I got dropped from the class. And I'm like, yo, thank God I got dropped from this damn class. Then I got another English class. This shit was 10 times harder than the class that I had. I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have fucking dropped that damn class. Because I could have aced that bitch so fucking fast. But I'm just like, I'm actually nice at English. English. I'm nice as fuck at English. Yeah. As hell. You know, and I always like, I have a thing where I'll uh, second guess or doubt myself, but in certain things, but I think that's like a societal thing, not like um, with, uh, Like, society will make you think, will will have you believe in the, the, the stigmas and stereotypes. Yes. But, but like, once you, like, kind of, like, separate yourself from that, you'd be like, some things don't know what they're talking about. Because, like. At all. But, like, I really am nice at fucking English. Like, I was getting A's, A-minuses on my papers and shit, and, like. Kind of teaching the teachers on some shit, or just like opening their mind on some shit. Yeah. But also, it sucked because it's like when I went to like Liverpool and shit, and I would be writing these papers. They'll be like, "You wrote this?" They're not expecting that shit from then, you. Yeah, because I'm like one of two black people in the class, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm writing one of the best papers in the class and shit. But I mean, I've got, I've got, it's documented. Like I've got pictures of me just like reading to 
the classes when I was in fucking kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Yeah. And being like the go-to. Like, the kids would be like, oh, look, can Cody read the book? Because I'll read the shit just like, you know, just no fumbles, no. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, but I was I was solid on my shit. Like I said, to to he the. <laughs> <laughs> but but really, when I got to college, and I was like, damn, I don't know how, about me writing these college papers. But even when I got to college, I was like still doing my thing. I was like, yo, I'm nice. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You nobody told me shit about my shit. Like and I know what I'm talking about. The 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 way that I like how you say that like, you good as fuck at English, and I say how I'm good as fuck at English too. I remember. I barely even fucking graduated from high school. I remember I was about to fucking fail the 12th grade because my English teacher at the time, shout out Miss Fennessy, uh, this was like, I think maybe like a week before graduation, probably not a week before graduation, but sometime at the end of the year, I remember she called my mom and uh, she was like, yeah, like if he doesn't, he's not passing my class. And since he's not passing, he's not going to be able to graduate. And I remember I was at home sleep. My mom came in the room. She said, get your ass up. You about to go to school. I was like, damn, school is over. She like, nigga, it's not over for you. <laughs> so I remember I got up. She drove me to the, drove me to the school. And Miss Fennessy, she's like, yeah, I just, I, I, you got you to gotta write this paper. She had like a lot of back work that I had to do, so I had to do the back work. And she was like, "I need you to write. I need you to write me a paper." And I was like, "On oh, what?" She was like, "Your life." So mm-hmm. I remember, like at the time, I was like, really like big into like Harry Potter and shit like that. I had I read all the fucking Harry Potter books. I wasn't one of those kids. And damn well, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I watched the movies on. Fucking books is fire. I was reading other stuff. I was reading like E. B. White. Like his essays and Henry David Thoreau. Yeah, well, God bless you. Yo, if you know who that is, add me on Instagram. <laughs> well, don't I know that's a personal inquiry. <laughs> Never mind. So, she was like, "Yeah, I want you to write a paper on like on what your on what your life is and like not what your life is, like how your life has been and what you want your life." To be after high school. So I remember I sat there and I'm thinking for like five minutes, like, damn, do I really want to write this shit? But now it's like my graduation, me graduating is on the line if I don't do this shit. Mm. So I remember I wrote like a 10 page paper and, you know, basically compared my life to Harry Potter. And she read the whole shit right there. And she was like, why couldn't you just do this for the entire year? She's like, if you would have just been pushing out shit like this, we wouldn't have a problem. Hmm. She was like, you just don't want to do the work. She was like, clearly you can do it because this is one of the best papers I've ever written. Uh, uh, one of the best papers I've ever read. Yeah. But she was like, you just don't want to do the work. She said, you have to get out of that mindset. Right. She was like, I hope you take what I'm saying an account and you do this in college which did not happen no no not at but all. i was like damn 
So the words that she said to me, that shit stuck with me. And that, you know, that went into the fashion aspect of what I do now. Right. Like, you have to get yourself out of that mindset. Like, if, if you, if, if it's something that you need to do, you need to get that shit done. That's right. why I always say, like, yo, I'm about to do some shit. I do the shit because right. I can't, you know, I can't just be waiting around and have the shit stuck on my mind. Like, it's like, as soon as I get that thought, like, I have to do that shit. Right. So, thank you, Miss Fantasy. Right. And I'm I'm working to get that back. Like, I, I, I just identified something about myself, too, the other day that um, I went into a sort of mental remission as far as like I've there's a cap on my effort personal effort like effort for myself mm-hmm. like I, I can go hard for anybody else but like for myself I don't be yeah but there was a point in time like I, I remember at one time I used to but then when I got out into the Suburban schools, like, it was like they had low expectancy of me. Yeah. So then it was just like it kind of uh, I was conformed into a box and I stayed in that box. Mm. But then not until like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Did that break and I was able to go a hundred, hundred ten percent, and put a hundred ten percent all the time. And it was, and I was using like all my physicality, all my, all my mental, all, all of everything, all my spirit to, to, to do everything. Yeah, and I feel like. I'm not at that point. I'm I'm working to get back to just giving giving my all to the things I want to do, the things I need to do, and executing what I set out to do. Yeah, I think like when it when it when it comes to stuff like that, I I remember like um and how how it relates to like how my life is like right now. I remember when I was in elementary school, like I used to, I used to do art and shit like all the time. Like I used to draw these big ass mazes, like big ass mazes. I used to like fucking paint and I used to do all of this shit. And I, I, I like my, like my, my teachers when I was in elementary school, they was like, they told me like, yo, you, you're ahead of a lot of students right now when it comes to shit like this. Yeah. And then I remember I broke away from that because I got introduced to like sports and shit. So a majority of like, my teenage years went to, you know, like playing sports and I, you know, I wasn't on track with what I used to do when I was a kid. And I feel like the the impact of me playing sports and all of that shit, it really took me out of that creative mindset because yeah. literally from middle school to like the end of high school, it was just like, yo. Sports, 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 sports. That's all I'm yeah, gonna do. That's that and, societal shit. Yeah, and it was just like, damn. Like even in college, like it was just still the same thing. Like I just still wanted to play sports and all of that shit all the time. But I got hit with the realization, like, oh, you you're not gonna make this basketball team. Yeah. Like just college basketball team, you're not gonna make this shit. 
And I remember after, you know, the college, the colleges that I went to, when I got back home and I finally started working, and then when I we, we, uh, took that trip to New York, that creative aspect of myself, the shit came back. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I used to do all of this shit. And I forgot all, I, I, I literally forgot all of that. I'm like, I need to push myself back into that and not think about things that are not going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. That shit's not going to happen for, I'm not going to go to the NBA. I'm not going to go to the NFL. Like that shit's not going to happen for me, but something that could happen for me and could be, you know, could become something that's tangible Mm -hmm. for right now is art and fashion right now. And the fire thing about that is that's something that's dependent entirely on you and your hands. Yes. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be reliant on. I mean, there's other people's opinions, but even more so with sports is too many of other people's opinions about what you look like and. And and all these other things like uh, I mean I don't make this, mean to make this about me but like um, just real quick no, um, you're good. Uh, for for basketball like I I was I was good at basketball and I was I was not even in my own words but like with seniors and stuff like for basketball football. You name it, like you would hear seniors be like, "Yo, put Cody in." Like, you see what he's doing in practice. You yeah. see what he's doing in this. You seen what he's doing in uh, in scrimmages and all this. Like, it's like, but you, but you're not using him because I mean, in the, in high school, I was like one forty five because he was like five foot whatever. I was like, you see, he's he's he could run over whoever he needs to. Yeah, he's. He, he can jump. He can jump. Like, he's blocking three-point shots from the tallest kid in school. He dunked on the tallest kid in school. He catching rebounds over the tallest kid yeah. in school. The, some of the strongest kids in school. Like, the only person that was, the only people that was, like, outperforming me were, like, other black kids that was slightly taller than me. Yeah. And, you know, just more developed because they were... The the coaches were leaning more into them, yeah, thinking that they were gonna get them a championship. But they, you know, it's even going it is even even is. going back to that. I remember uh, freshman year, we had like I was with all my friends. We went to freshman tryouts for basketball. My, I didn't even I I had never played football before. Any of this shit before high school, nothing that. No Pop Warner. Nothing. Mm. So we went into freshman. This was freshman basketball, though. So we went into freshman basketball. So I, I, I went in it already knowing, like, I'm going to make the fucking team already mm. before even fucking trying out. I didn't even know the fucking who the coach was. But I remember at tryouts. I you was, played on both? Oh no, I, I played with I played against you in middle school. Yeah, middle school. Okay. That was that was a wild period because I ain't seen you since... Uh, Fucking um, Hamilton Street. Yeah, 
Hamilton Street Boys and Girls Club. God damn. And I ain't seen you since that. Yeah, that shit was crazy as fuck. That shit was damn. That was that was wild. That was a long time. And then some yeah. years ago. Yeah. So yeah. So freshman tryouts. I'm like, yo, I'm about to kill these niggas, yo. Mm. So I go into freshman tryouts. First fucking scrimmage we got before all the scrimmages and shit. They like, yo, yo, you fast as fuck. Like, I didn't even know that you was this fast. And I remember I caught a dunk. We had like a layup line. I threw that shit off the motherfucking backboard and I dunked that shit. <laughs> Niggas like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga, yo? <laughs> and I'm like, man, you niggas only knew, friend. You niggas right. only knew. So we start the motherfucking first scrimmage playing point guard. Come down the fucking court. Nigga passed me the, uh, I passed the nigga the ball. This nigga don't know what the fuck he doing. This nigga pump faking and shit. So he passed me the ball back. Nigga come up and play defense. I'm like, I'm about to cook this nigga. <laughs> put this shit between my legs and put it behind my back. And this like some and one shit. This nigga fell on the ground. Nigga, I hit a three-pointer. Nigga's like, yo, this nigga is nice. Mm-hmm. Next game. Fucking fast break. Like two motherfuckers running behind me. Nigga, I did a fucking 360 fucking windmill. Laid that shit up with the right hand on the left side off the backboard. The fucking JV coach came in and he seen the shit. He was like, yo, yo, hold on. Stop this shit. He was like, yo, you don't even need, you don't need to try out no more. Mm. He was like, you about to come play JV. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm about to skip freshman to go play JV. Mm. I said, nigga. Well, see y'all niggas later. <laughs> <laughs> see you niggas later. And I went to fucking uh, JV tryout uh, the next day doing the same shit. Yeah. So... They put me on JV. I didn't start nothing like that. And I was like one of the highest jumpingest motherfuckers in high school. One of the fastest motherfuckers in high school. So they was like, yo, put Sean in the game. Let that nigga get some fucking rebounds. I'm like, I can do more than fucking just do rebounds and shit. I'm like, right. yo, I can dribble. I can shoot and all of that. Sh-. I couldn't really shoot like that. But I can dribble. I can fucking pass the ball and shit. But they was like, yo, man, we strictly need to go in there, you know, get some fucking rebounds for us. So that's that's. Freshman year playing JV, and then 10th grade, that's when all my boys came up, and we all played fucking JV together. That was a good-ass year. Mm-hmm. That was a good-ass fucking year. So then after uh, after JV, uh, I had went up to in, to in 11th grade and played uh, and played varsity. So, um, what the fuck was it? Played varsity, and I didn't, I, I, this, this was like at a time I really didn't like, I started not to like playing basketball like that because I seen like the favoritism and where it was geared towards and all of that right. shit. So I remember, I think I stopped playing and then I start playing. I went and asked the, uh, the JV football coach. I'm like, yo, you think I'll be able to, to play? Cause it was like mid season. He was like, yo, you gotta have a number, uh, a certain number of practices. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I think it was like four practices that you had to get in before you could play a game. So, mind you, niggas practice every damn day. Yeah. So, we practicing, and he like, yo, like, what what do you play? I'm like, I've never played football before. So, he was like, can you catch? Are you fast? I was like, yo, I don't, I, I don't know. I know I can catch the football. I'm like, I know I'm fast. So, he was like, man, all right, man, go in that running back. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm asking niggas questions. Niggas say, yo, man, go through the six hole. 
I nigga, I don't know what the fuck that is. So he was like, nigga, it's right there. Now mind you, nigga said the six hole. So nigga said, nigga said, hut, give me the motherfucker ball. So I'm looking at the six hole, but it's mad niggas over there. So I run all the way out to the eight. Niggas coming from that way. So I stopped on the motherfucking dime, ran all the way back to the motherfucking left side, and the coach like, yo, what the fuck is you doing? (laughs) And I fucking skirt on all these niggas and score. The coach like, yo, I thought you said you never played football before. So I, I, I never have. I never fucking played football before. He was like, yo, you're fast as fuck. He was like, yeah, we about to just use you at running back. So I played the first game. Mind you, the first game I scored four fucking touchdowns. <laughs> first motherfucking game. And he put me on kickoff. So niggas like, this what you going to do. You're going to line up all the way back there. They're going to kick the ball off. I'm like, I, I, I know that. Yeah. I watch fucking football. I don't play, but I, I at least I know that shit. Yeah. So we playing fucking, we playing Fowler. And nigga like, oh yeah. Catch the ball, just fucking run on some fucking Forrest Gump shit. So I'm like, all right. Nigga kick the ball off. I see all these niggas fucking running up on the motherfucking left side. We supposed to run on the left side because the blocking is on the left side. I say, yeah. Fuck all that shit. Because I'm not trying to get tackled by no fucking body. Nigga, I run all the way to the right side. Ain't no blockers over there. So it's a nigga coming straight at a motherfucking angle towards me. I just put on the motherfucking burners. Mm. Nigga like, yo, man, this nigga's fast as fuck, yo. Who the fuck is this nigga, man? <laughs> and the coach is like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about, man. And then, shit, I got the rest of the motherfucking uh, touchdowns for fucking playing running back and shit. And then... I remember, like, three games later, the fucking uh, the varsity coach had came to our game. And he was like, yo, you ain't going to play tonight. I'm like, why not? He was like, we about to move you up to varsity. Mm. I said, damn, it's only been three games. I'm like, well, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? So he's like, yeah, come to practice tomorrow. I'm like, yo. And I get to practice, and I forgot how big the motherfuckers is on motherfucking varsity. Some big-ass motherfuckers playing fucking varsity. Right. And I'm like, yo. So the nigga put me on uh, practice kickoff team. He was like, yo, man, just do the same shit that you did in that game. He was like, you be all right. Nigga, I catch that fucking ball. Not looking. Motherfucker come pop me. Oh, that's a fact. Off my fucking feet. He said, yo, man, run that shit back. He came up to me and grabbed my fucking helmet. He was like, you better run this time. I said, all right, man. So they kicked the fucking ball off. I'm scared as fuck. I'm like, yo, these niggas about to fucking kill me, yo. <laughs> I get that fucking ball. I seen the first nigga come same, doing the same shit. And I spin, spinned off of his ass. And I just took the fuck off. These niggas like, yo, this nigga is fast <laughs> as fuck, yo. <laughs> These niggas start calling me fucking lick juice when I was in fucking uh, 11th grade because they were like, yo, nigga, you fast as fuck. I'm like, damn. I'm like, yo, I'm sorry, man. Like, nigga, what the fuck you sorry for? Don't be sorry. Do that shit in the game. And then they moved me from fucking running back to motherfucking wide receiver. And that's when I found out I had motherfucking Odell Beckham hands. Shit, I should have played wide receiver. (sighs) Nigga, I started diming the fuck out niggas. And then 12th grade, that's when that shit got spooky. Mm. That's when that shit got spooky. And then you know when niggas playing football or you playing basketball or some shit, ain't you a motherfucking senior? Mm. You know what the fuck is coming with that territory. Mm. Women's. 
women. Nigga, fucking senior year. Oh, boy. Crushing so left or right. I said, I, I quit sports after 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 a little bit. I mean, out in Liverpool, um, it was, it was, them niggas was funky. For basketball, there was, it was a rule that, like, for every grade or every, you know, whatchamacallit, only two black people per team. That shit sucked. That shit is crazy as fuck. Only two black people per team. I'm I know glad it's, I didn't. It's not, it's know. not the same. I was crazy with going to a city school, but I mean, even the fucked up thing about that is too, like when you playing sports and all of that shit, and you good, you think. And I don't know if, if this is for like everybody, but like for what I seen for myself, it was like you know playing sports and shit like that. Like that shit cool as fuck because you're gonna get the recognition and you're gonna get all of that shit. But it's like <laughs> at the end of the day, the coaches have you playing. One, because you're good, but two, because they want to win. Yeah. So the coach that I had, he I, I felt like he was just looking for the winning aspect, and he really didn't give a fuck about me, even though he said all of that shit. I felt like he didn't give two fucks about who I was, what I stood for, none of that shit. He didn't give a fuck about any of that shit. And I remember uh, we went on, like, college visits and all of that shit because, you know, niggas wanted us to come play. So, I remember this nigga was, like, withholding, like, film from a lot of players that was on the damn team. Shit, I, I found out that um, it was film that was being withheld from me. Like, there's some people that got film of me that I've never seen. And they was like, yo, we got this film of you. Like, some, some people I used to go to school with, they, they told me, like, years later, it was like, yo, I got film of you just, like, going against, like, RFA, Auburn. Like some of like the bigger teams, yeah. though, it was like, yo, you were going crazy, like spinning on niggas, running through niggas. Like that shit was, it was fun as fuck. But I, that's that's I, I feel like I, that's when I came to the realization, like, I'm not gonna progress in this one because I didn't, I wasn't doing the schoolwork that I needed to do in order to. You know, go, go to one of the top colleges that I wanted to go to and go play football and shit. Mm. And then, two because I didn't have the backing from the coach that I had. Oh, so it was man, just like, man. damn, like, motherfuckers basically just used me to, you know, get these wins and, like, hype my head up. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to go somewhere and you're going to play and do all of this shit. But it wasn't that. And I'm like, damn. And I, I, I felt like a, like a prostitute, basically. Yeah. Like, the nigga was just fucking pimping me out to win fucking games. And I'm like, man, fuck this shit. Fuck this. Right. And then I stopped. And then I wanted to go play football, but I'm like, do I really want to go fucking play football? I'm like, nah, man, fuck that shit. And I went to Monroe. And then, shit, that was that. And now I'm here right. doing what I love to do now. So I'm just like, Facts. that shit wasn't meant. Right. And <laughs> that's that's that, nigga. Man. That is that. So with all that being said, what kind of student are you today? I'm just a student of the game right now, man. Like, mm. I do my research and all of that shit. Like, you know, like, shit that you're supposed to do, like, when you're in college. Like, they want you to, uh, you know, research on these different topics and shit like that. But it's like now I'm doing a lot of shit for, like, my well-being now. Like, right. shit that I like to do now. So it's like instead of, you know, 
being a nigga who always, you know, playing fucking PlayStation and shit. Like, I, I still do that, but, like, most of my time, even when I'm at school, like, on my free time, I'll be on my laptop, you know, like, just searching, you know, like, black designers and, like, you know, like, techniques on, like, oh, how to make these clothes and, like, upcycling clothes and, like, you know, just making clothes from scratch mm-hmm. and just doing all of that type of shit. Like, if you... If you were to be with me for like a day and you seen all the 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 research and all of that shit I do, you'd be like, oh, like this nigga, he's not playing around. Right. Like when I say I'm trying to perf- like perfect this shit, like I'm trying to break like break this bitch down to a T where I know everything, the ins and outs about this shit. Because like if I'm gonna strive in doing this shit and I want to be successful in doing this shit, like I, I that's I, I feel like that's something that I have to know. Like, I have to know that shit because if I don't, it's just like you just another nigga that's, you know, that you that's trying to have a line. Yeah. If you don't know the ins and outs about the shit, then it's like, what the fuck are you doing it for? Right. And I don't even I don't even care about the money aspect behind any of it. Like that's is it's good. Like I, I wanna make money off of this shit, but the one thing that I really wanna do, I want I just want motherfuckers to wear the clothes. Right. Like I feel proud as fuck when I see something that I created on somebody else. Yeah. And have them actually liking it and rocking the shit. Like that's what that's what I fuck with the most. Yeah, that's how I, I feel really about um, making beats, and then I just look at their face, and then I just see how they react to it. Yeah, and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you tell a nigga like, oh, yo, I'm about to drop, I'm about to, I'm about to drop some new shit soon. And then when you drop that shit, like when I had the fucking uh, the pop up shop at my crib yeah. last summer, the pop up shop at my crib. I'm like, damn, I can't. I can't get a venue to do this shit, so I'm like, yo, I would just bring the motherfuckers to me. Right. Set that shit up right outside my crib, have my record playing out there, fucking playing this shit, have my clothes hung up. And I was surprised at how many people actually pulled up. And I'm like, yo, I made over a stack by just, you know, pushing out what the fuck I wanted to do. And even with that, I playing that shit like a day before. I'm like, mom, I think I want to have a pop-up shop. She was like, where? Like, in the driveway. Mm. She was like, all right, well, shit. Let me know how you want to set it up, and we can do it. And and, and that's a, that's another thing, too. Just, like, the having that kind of support. Yeah. Oh, having yeah. that kind of support. I wish I had that kind of support expectancy. Because, like, I didn't, I, I didn't have, like, a... Uh, Nobody had any like expectancy for me yeah. for a long time, so I, I guess that kind of contributed into the me not going a hundred percent on anything because nobody really expected me to yeah. to to do shit. But it's like now the 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 good thing about like you know like especially like when you when you that young, if you're not getting that type of support. But the type of people that you're around, you grow with those people. So the people that are around you, they, they basically become, you know, like your family. Like even with you starting this damn podcast, like it's just like you've had guests on the podcast come on here and talk because, you know, it's a platform. Like you build this platform for people to come on and talk and all of that shit. And it's like now, like I used to look at it like when I first started uh my brand, and I had, you know, I told my mom, like, yo, I want to, I want to start a clothing brand, 
Like she she even looked at me like, well, how are you gonna do that? Hmm. Asking me all of these questions and shit. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna show you. And that's all I said. Hmm. And now like she's seen how serious I've been about the shit and she's just like, Okay, well he's very serious about this shit and like this is something that he loves to do. And literally every time I make something, she's the first person I show. Hmm. And she's like, yo, what like this is dope. Like this is mad dope. And it even got her into you know, wanted to do shit that when she was a kid, not a kid, but like when she was like a teenager, you know, like early 20s and stuff, like she used to make clothes and shit and she stopped because she didn't have the support from my grandmother. And it's like now you have your kids backing you and you getting support from your kids. So it's like now like she's, you know, busting her ass and, you know, she makes T-shirts, she makes mugs, like she makes all of this shit now and it's shit that she wanted to do when she was younger, but now she's you know, finally able to do it because she had she has the support from us. Yeah, that's and we, fire. And we keep telling her like, "Yo, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, you don't have to settle for anything." That's fire. So, yeah, that's where niggas at. And then like, fucking my brother. Like, that's one of my fucking biggest inspirations because like, that's Same. that's where I got that damn the uh, that mindset to like. I'm about to do this shit and then just do it. That was the first nigga that I know that was just like, I'm about to do whatever the fuck I want to do and can't nobody tell me shit about it. Yeah. That nigga been doing that shit for mad fucking long. And I'm like, yo, if that nigga can have that mindset like that and then him being younger than me, why the fuck can I have that mindset? Facts. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. And I don't give a fuck about what nobody got to say about that shit. And that's just how I've been. Like, even, you know... The way that you know I carry myself, like I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what nobody has to say about me, like how I dress, like you know when I cut my hair, like me dyeing my hair and all of that shit, like how I used to wear my dreads when I did have dreads. It's like I'm doing this shit because I want to. Mm. Like you motherfuckers doing shit for the public. I'm not doing that shit for the public. I make what I want to make. I wear what the fuck I want to wear, and. That's just me. If you don't fuck with it, don't talk to me. I don't give a fuck. You're going to keep doing what the fuck you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Just because you're saying something to me about something that you don't like about me, you think that's going to make me change? Mm. Hell no. I don't fuck about that shit. Right. Hey, man, that's that's definitely something that uh, people need to get into, but on the right side of it People will say Say that But then they do like The most outlandish shit That's beyond them Yeah But like Nah like Whatever is true to you Do that shit Now that That gave me some Inspiration for What I was doing Before you got here Cause I was working on these uh On some music shit Yeah And I was You know um, Trying to find the confidence to like record again mm-hmm. like i only recorded like three songs maybe four songs ever in my life but yeah. like those people have the for the people that have heard them i've gotten like really good reception mm-hmm. even like when i've like performed those on the low people have you know responded you know you know well to them yeah but i just you know went back into my to my cave yeah and i'm trying to like break out of that so i'm that 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 
And see, that's the that shit I've been trying to tell you because, like, yeah. I remember even I, I I don't know if y'all if if, if y'all niggas didn't heard uh, Cody albums that he got on Apple Music, but if you haven't, those are instrumental albums, by the yes, way. Those not like instrumental albums. Any songs on Go listen to them shits. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I listen to fucking uh, Salutations every motherfucking day on my way to work, on my way back from work. I listen to that shit every motherfucking day. Every day. Just shit like that. Just like the nigga makes some fire-ass beats. Like some fire-ass motherfucking beats. And I like I try to tell this nigga all the time, like, yo, nigga, come on now. Come on. I'm going to get on it. I'm going to get on it. That's on me. I'm going to get that. Come on now. Oh, baby. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Shit, I I normally have more questions, but I know this shit gonna run long. But um, I'll uh, I'll I'll ask you um, do you have like three to five pieces of advice for younger people, people in general, who are trying to find their it? Yeah, and and move in that path. Um, the first piece of advice that I have for anybody, you know, that's, that's trying to do some shit, make sure that what you're doing is something that's true to you. I'll say that that's one, two, don't try to conform and try to be like everybody else. If it's something that, you know, doing stuff that makes you happy is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Three, don't give a fuck what nobody got to say about you. Just keep doing whatever the fuck you want to do and keep it like that. And then four, make sure you have the proper support system around you. Because you don't want to be around motherfuckers that's always talking about, oh, damn, why why, why, why you doing that? Or what you think you're going to gain by doing that? Nah, if, if motherfuckers really fuck with you, only thing that you should hear from them is, yo, do that shit. Yo, you really want to do that shit? Do it. I'm right here. I'm going to back you. Them the type of motherfuckers that you should have in your circle. And if you don't, then you shouldn't be around their ass. Big That's facts. it. Big facts. And, and and I can even attest to, like, there's a couple of things that um you even mentioned to me. You was like, yo, I'm about to do this. And I was like, shit, I don't know how the fuck you about to do this, or I don't I don't I don't understand the vision <laughs> behind this or that, but I could see that you know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. and whatever I can help you with, I'm right there. Same thing with Christian. When he you know, was in the beginning stages of his photography and, and, and videography and shit. Like I, I didn't understand and it wasn't for me to understand because it's your yeah. vision. But like, and but at the end of it, I could be like, see, I, I didn't need, I didn't need to, I didn't need to have the clarity that you had. Yeah, I just needed to play my part. But I mean, for me to have to 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 give you that support, I just needed to have faith in knowing that. You know what you needed to do, and me having the faith in 
in in my abilities to provide whatever I can to you. Yeah. To to see to see whatever it needed to be accomplished through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then last thing, five. Don't look at public criticism in a negative way. Mm. I'm gonna say that because in order to, you know, in order to do whatever the fuck you want to do, whether it's going to come to fashion, whether it's going to come to rapping, whether it's going to come to, you know, uh, shit, whatever it is that you want to do, you might, you know, you might put some shit out and you might have people commenting on what you're doing. Like, why the fuck you doing that? Like, what you doing that for? Like, that shit ain't going to work. Always take that shit with a grain of salt because you always have to think about it. You doing what you love to do. That's something that you love to do. So just because somebody's making a comment, it doesn't mean that, you know, that you have to respond to it. That's just one person out of probably many people that fuck with your shit. Right. Never do that shit. I had somebody uh, in, in the summertime when I dropped the, uh, the, the, the chicken head shirts that I got. I dropped some chicken head shorts, but it wasn't the same font as what the shirt was. And somebody was like, oh, why, why didn't you just, you should have just made a set. And I responded back to it like, well, if you want to make sets, you go ahead and you make your own sets. Like, this is my, this is my, I made these clothes. I didn't, I didn't know that we was partners in this shit. And that's just the way that I look at it. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to create and drop whatever I want to, whatever I feel at the time that I want to drop, that shit's going to get dropped. And that's it. Can't tell me anything else. You're not putting any money into this shit. You're not putting no time into this shit. I don't want to hear nothing from you. Facts. That's it. And even if you do, I'm still gonna drop whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> so I don't give a fuck. That's the truth. Thanks. Yeah, man. Shit, man. Well, I appreciate you. This episode was definitely long. Hell overdue. Yeah. Hell yeah. And um. Shit, drop drop your socials and and oh, where yeah. people can reach you. So and all that good stuff. I'm on uh, Facebook as Sean S E A N Short Hair Do Care Adams. Um, on Instagram as I'm the Great Bambino. I am I am the Great Bambino. Twenty seven. I uh, don't have my website yet. The website is under construction right now, so I'll be dropping the website soon. And nice. shit, come shop with your boy. Big facts. That ass. And to those of y'all listening, thank you again for listening to another episode of In Tune. Catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.